Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Personal Status Podcast. I am Sydney, like always, and I am your host, like always. And we are back with another client case study interview. I am just going to say this on every single one, but this is such a great conversation. And I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. And I'm going to be real with you. We both got a little emotional going through the different things that we talked about inside this episode. We went deep, we went real, and I believe it's really going to just meet you where you need to be and be the thing that you need to hear today. So let me introduce our guest and tell you a little bit about this podcast episode so that you can get just as excited as I was while we were having this conversation. From California to now New York City, Eunice is a personal stylist combining style and spirituality and personal development to help women embody their true, authentic style. Inside this episode, we talk about Eunice being a first-generation Mexican and what that means for her. We go deep into the comparison struggle, the feeling of being too much, and learning to trust yourself. Eunice talks about combining personal development with styling services and really niching down into that and what that process was like for her as she navigated the comparison struggles that we talked about before. We also talked about how she booked her first two clients at $1,000, her highest rate yet, and what that process was also like. We talked about her vision for her future stylist self, and we really put that out there. We talked about her having examples and things being shown to her and those opening up the possibility in the realm of what's possible for her. And we also talked about the importance of inner child work. So as you can see, this podcast covers a lot of ground. We cover a lot of different things from business to kind of some strategy to personal development and I believe that personal development is a cornerstone to your business. When you start to dive into this work, when you start to dive into mindset work, you're going to really just be able to navigate the ups and downs in your business as an entrepreneur with more ease, more grace. You're going to be able to not take things personally. You're going to be able to flow and If you've been an entrepreneur for a while, you've had your own business for a while, you know how important that flow is. And if you're not able to manage it, in my opinion, it just makes it so much harder. So go give this episode a listen and buckle up because you are in for a good ride. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) How are you, Eunice? I'm good. I'm excited to be here with you. Thank you. I'm excited to chat with you in our conversation, casual conversation today. And there's a question I've been asking people is just kind of starts us off. But what is one good thing from your day so far? Yeah, so today I I work full time right now. Um, And so Tuesdays, usually Tuesdays and Fridays are usually like my days that I take off to do like my style work. Mm -hmm. Um, So honestly, I look forward to Tuesdays and Fridays, because I feel like it's my chance to really like connect with my clients, really dive deeper into my styling and what I'm doing. Um, So I just feel like 
having those two days as a structure, I look forward to it because it kind of brings me back to like my purpose and like what I'm really working towards. Um, because it's hard trying to, you know, juggle working full time and then also still creating and starting a new business. So I really look forward to my days. Yeah. That I get to work on my business. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like you're, you're working, still working and you're getting to do that for yourself, which is awesome. And I love that you've been able to kind of put it into these like structured days. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, especially if they're working full time, right? Like how do I fit it all in and how do I make it work? So I love that you were able to kind of segment that. um, that. So give us a little introduction, who you are, where do you live? What's your deal? um, What's your background? all of the things. All right. So I'm Eunice. Um, I work or I live in New York city. I'm originally from California. I've been here for about eight years, um, in New York, which is really hard to imagine. I'm like, where did the time go? Um, but kind of long story short, I moved to New York really, um, to pursue kind of this like styling career. Um, I was in my early thirties when I kind of had a career shift. I've always loved fashion. I've always had this like gift to like be able to put outfits together and help my friends and do all the stuff, but I never actually like pursued it. And then I started working for a fashion college in California. And that's really when I, this whole world was open to me that in like, Oh my gosh, like this is what I was meant to be doing, but I never actually did it. Um, so I ended up moving to New York and kind of dabbled in like fashion in all different aspects. My I feel like I'm kind of going now in a tangent. No, I love this. Um, I love finding out these things. (laughs) So like I I did the whole courses, you know, I signed up for this course and it was really cool. And I learned a lot. Um, And I somehow fell into celebrity styling editorial. And I think that, you know, when people think of fashion, they think of it's like, oh my gosh, the glamour, the glitz, the all of that. And um, I tell people that I feel like, I don't know if you've ever watched that movie, The Intern with Robert De Niro. He's like older and he... Um, so he's like retired. Anyway, you got to go watch it. But I felt like I was the intern, like, because here I was, I was like a 30 something year old interning in New York city for like stylists for magazines while I had a full-time job. Um, and I'm like, what am I doing? You know, but it was so exciting. Cause it was all brand new. Um, really, really exciting. And that's basically kind of how, like I started the whole like styling industry type of thing. Yeah. Cool. So California to New York, and you're working at a fashion college. What did you do at the fashion college? So in California, I was working for FITM. I was okay. a speaker for them. And so my job was basically more like the PR marketing aspect. I would go to high schools. I would do presentations, um, you know, to talk about students or to talk to students about the college. Um, and now even in that, that was a huge, um, that was like a big shift for me. I never thought of myself as a speaker. I'm like public speaking. I remember my college, you know, college speaking class. I was like, oh my gosh, I hate this, but it was a great way for me to even learn about being able to speak and talk to people, um, in a public setting. And I learned so much through that, that program as well, not just like speaking, but so many different things about the fashion industry, different, um, programs, different career routes that you can go. So that again, opened up a whole nother like door for me. Um, because I feel like for me, I'm a different generation and I think, and also my background, I'm first generation, I'm Mexican. Um, so for me, I felt like it was very, like you go to the traditional route, you know, um, I was the first one from my family to go to college. So even that in itself was like a huge thing. It was just like, 
if my mom had it her way, she was like, keep me at home and like, don't go to college, you know? So even in that aspect, like I was, I felt that I had these limitations growing up because even though my creative abilities were never nurtured, I didn't even really know that I had that, like, you know, this whole, like this experience. And this kind of was like, I had a life life altering, like change, um, when I started working for this college too. So a lot of these things were happening in my life, like a lot of different transitions. Um, but I just kind of went with the flow and I think that's kind of what brought me to where I'm at like now here. Yeah. Oh, I got so many like chills, just like listening to you, like speak about like having this experience and it opened these doors. And it's kind of like, sometimes you don't even know what's possible until someone shows you or someone tells you, or you see it. Um, and this idea that, maybe you didn't even know you were creative growing up and then kind of got exposed to it and got to explore it is really cool. Tell us, you mentioned that you work full-time. So what do you do? Yeah. So currently I work um, in the beauty industry. So while I was freelancing um, and it, you know, it was, it was challenging. I will say when I decided to kind of move to New York and do this whole transition, I honestly didn't have a plan. I didn't, when I moved to New York, I didn't even have a job. Like I, just felt that like I need to move to New York. Um, I ended up getting a full-time job. My background has always been in retail management, retail sales, visuals. I've done like every single aspect of retail. And when I had this huge transition, um, I kind of left that industry. But when I moved to New York, it was just the fastest way for me to like get a job basically. And so I started working in retail full-time while I was still trying to figure out like styling and what I'm doing. So I started freelancing. I didn't even know freelancing was a thing at the you know, I've never, I've always had like a, a, a steady job. So when I moved to New York, it was the first time that I worked full time. I started freelancing. And also, um, this is kind of a weird thing, but I think it kind of goes in sync with everything that I do for my clients that I believe like beauty starts from the inside out. Um, so I started struggling a lot with my skin. And for me, um, I'm kind of like going on a little rabbit trail, but I started struggling a lot with my skin. Didn't know what was going on. I went to dermatologists. Would I was that person that was like at Sephora all the time. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I ended up kind of transitioning and working in the beauty industry just as a freelancer. And I, um, and I started studying about beauty and ingredients and all the different things. And so that kind of became this other passion project that like, or passion that just kind of lit me up where I was like, oh my gosh, like another world that I was exposed to. So long story short, pandemic happened. Um, I lost my job. And, um, I was working for an, another company right now. I currently do work full-time in the beauty industry. Um, so I'm back in retail full-time, which, you know, it's, it's not part of my plan that I wanted to, but I think even in that, you know, I'm learning a lot as well, just kind of working full-time and really being able to balance like my styling on the side. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's like a really, a good background and like introduction to you and so you have all these different fashion experiences you're in New York you're like in retail what like what drew you to personal styling so what is that kind of like stylist story for you what about it drew you did you know it was a thing right like I didn't personally know it was even a thing until I went to like literally I think it was like a blogger conference to go and cover like a school of style in-person class back in like 2014 ish maybe yeah like I got invited as a blogger because I didn't even know styling was a thing and then I was like oh my god this is so cool right so 
what was that like for you? Your like stylist story? How did you get into person? Yeah. So going back to when I was working for the, the fashion college in California, um, I ended up just taking like, um, like a, it was like a photo styling class. I didn't even know at my junior college. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. You know, I had more time now to kind of take these classes. And so I took this course with this teacher who had, that was her job. She was like a wardrobe stylist, like photo stylist. Um, and so part of our project was to create these like photo shoots and, I was like, oh my goodness, like, why didn't anyone ever tell me that this was like a thing, you know, and this was kind of, I want to say maybe around the time that Rachel Zoe, her show was starting to come out. So this is like way back. This is more than 10 years ago. Um, And so it wasn't, you know, fashion blogging started. That's kind of when it started to become a thing and all that. So I started to work with her at a photo studio in California. And then from there, I kind of learned about School of Style. You mentioned School of Mm -hmm. Style. So I learned about them. And then when I moved to New York, that's when I took my course with the school of style. Um, And again, like I was always that person that my friends would come to and be like, oh my gosh, like you put the outfits so cute together. And I just thought it was like, everybody does that. Like, I didn't think it was a thing. And so when I moved to New York, um, I wasn't sure which direction I wanted to go into because now, now I had this whole world of like editorial and um, celebrity styling. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that sounds so amazing. Uh, so I actually did that for a couple years. Um, and then in that process too, I started working for, and that's kind of where you and I, I think, well, we didn't really know each other, but we started, I started working for a like virtual stylist, um, company. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of when I was introduced to like virtual styling. And at the time, I don't, I mean, it wasn't, a thing, you know what I mean? It was still so new, the virtual styling. And so for me, I really wasn't drawn to it because I really wanted to work with people in person. Um, so then I was like, well, it's not really my thing. Um, so long story short, I did the whole like assisting celebrities. I did the whole editorial and, um, you know, I just got to this place where I was so burnt out where I felt like I had missed this connection. Like fashion wasn't a thing for me anymore. Like it wasn't fun. It wasn't exciting. It was just like stressful. And I'm like, fashion should be fun. Like fashion should be, um, you know, a way that we can just like, ex- um, just express ourselves. Like it was, it just became the, the, I felt like fashion to me was like now this thing that was a job that I almost disliked. Mm-hmm. And going back to your question about like kind of where it started for me. Um, I remember for me, fashion was a way to really escape. Like as a child, my father was in a car accident and he was in a coma for two years. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, I didn't even realize this until I started to kind of dive deeper, but style was a way for me to kind of escape everything that was happening. Like it was a way for me to kind of create these like personas, you know, these like women that I was like, when I grow up and I would dress up in like a business outfit and I would have my sister like take photos of me. Like I didn't even realize all these things. Like I didn't put them together, but for me, I realized like style can be a way to like heal you, you know? And also it's a, it's a tool that we can use to either mask ourselves as well. And, um, then I felt kind of like when I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. If I'm going to go into the whole fashion thing and continue this, um, I remember I was working with a celebrity stylist. We had just finished getting an actress ready for, I think it was like the Golden Globes. It was some event. And I had all these like fancy dresses and I was, um, you know, 
going back, I was at the subway and I was coming back home. And I just remember, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like my mom had passed away. And I felt like I was just like, is this what life is? Like, I just go and I do these jobs and like, they don't, they don't, I don't feel inspired anymore, you know? And that led me to kind of this other journey of like personal development. Um, so I started going in, in that route and just like, I felt like I kind of had opened up another pathway. Um, so now that I've had these like different journeys, I know I'm talking so much. No, I live like um, you were going where I wanted you to go. So <laughs> like now that I've had these different journeys, um, you know, somehow the styling came back. Cause I kind of was at the place too, where I was like, no, I'm done with the styling. Like styling is just, I feel like people think it's like vain and it's not important. And I wanted to do like the important things and talk about like the healing and the like inner work and kind of without me trying these two worlds kind of have collided now. And so I'm very passionate about really working with women, not just on the outer, but also working with them in the inner, you know, and the mind and, you know, even tapping into that femininity. And I think that as women, when we, we change and we evolve and we go into new decades, like there's a part of us that almost feels like a bit disconnected, you know, and now using, you know, style as a tool to help women to feel confident, to feel empowered, but also a way to heal. Um, it's just something that now for me, it's kind of like, um, it sparked this new fire within me that just really excites me because years ago, I kind of thought about something like this, but this was before, you know, really like personal development and all these things were a thing. And I thought no one's going to get it. Like people aren't going to get it. You know, I had this blog and even my blogs, I, had them separate. I had my fashion blog and then I had like my spiritual blog because I'm like, people aren't going to understand. Like I'm talking about fashion, but I'm talking about spirituality. Like I just didn't think people are going to get it. And so for me now coming to this place of truly one, listening to myself. And I think you and I have had this conversation. I think it was very pivotal, um, even in our work together, because I remember I told you like, Sydney, I could do the styling. I could do the you know, basic, like whatever framework, but that doesn't like really feel me. And, you know, I'm grateful for you because I think you really allowed me to, and you challenged me at times as well to really be like, well, why not? Why can't you do the two or why can't you do this? Um, and so I think you kind of opened that door, um, that allowed me and gave me that permission that I knew I had within myself, but like, I felt like nobody really ever understood it. And the reason why I say that is because there was somebody that had worked with previously a different coach who was like, you kind of have to pick one or the other. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of me listening to a lot of different people. Um, when inside of me, this has been there for many, many years, you know, and now I feel like it's all kind of coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just excited for this like new journey and this new experience that I get to put into the world. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. Oh my gosh. There's like so many things that I want to like go on a tangent on. Um, and I like got like a little, I was like, oh my gosh, like I opened a door for you. But like, just that, like, like I could like see it in you. I'm like, Eunice, these two things need to go together. Why aren't you doing it? Like, <laughs> 
I know that you have the capacity to help so many more people when you combine them. And um, will you talk a little bit about like, what was that like for you of like, kind of like wrestling with this idea of like, I can be a stylist. I know how to do that. I have these other things in personal development and spirituality and inner personal development work. But when it came to kind of putting them together and really sort of like niching down in a way, if you will, like, what was that process like? And now you have some clients. So it's like a two part question. What was it like getting there? And now you have some clients and they're going through this process. What does that feel like to be putting that into action now? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest challenge that I had was the comparison, to be honest with you. Um, I think that for me, there was this part of me that didn't want to mess it up. You know, there was this part of me that didn't want to feel misunderstood. Like, were people going to understand? Were people going to get it? And then there was this part of like seeing other women that I had started with in like the coaching industry and they're going in one direction. And I thought I was going in that direction. And then I see people even in the styling, like they're going in one direction and like, why am I not going? And it was this constant, like, I felt like comparison, you know, like, and honestly, a lot of it was like shame for, like, I had this shame that it's like, why can't I just pick one, you know? And that was a limiting belief that started from when I was a child, you know, like my mom, not understanding, like, you know, you're into all these things. Like, why can't you just do the one, you know? And again, like, I think that I was trying to pigeonhole myself in this box. And I had to allow myself to finally give myself permission that it's like, you know what, you have so much life experience, so many different, like you've been on these journeys for a reason, you know, and like, stop trying to like, walk on someone else's path, like this is your own path. And I think the hardest thing is that, you know, for anybody who's creating a new path, who maybe hasn't you question yourself a lot because when you're the first person going, you know, and there's nobody like leading you, you, you really start to question, like, is this right? Like, am I doing this? And that's why I, I truly believe like now listening to your intuition is so important and listening like to that deep part of you that's guiding you. But when you haven't seen it done, it's, it's hard to really like trust yourself, you know? And I think again, like, I called you in and I called, you know, I called you in as a coach because seeing you, like you were kind of like the styling, but now you're doing something different. And again, like when I decided to work with you, I, I had no idea that any of this was going to kind of come about. And so I think that for me now, it's really just putting on these blinders of like, this is my path. This is my journey, whether I get it right or I don't get it right. Like I have to just trust that. Um, and I think the other part was trusting myself and like, I haven't done this before, do you know? And so I haven't like done this work before. Like I haven't walked women through it and I've walked myself through this process, but like, can I do this process with somebody else? And again, I think it just really came back to trusting myself and knowing that you're not going to mess it up and it's not always going to be a hundred percent perfect. Um, but that's, how you learn and that's how you grow, you know? And even if I had all the steps, like I'm sure that I will shift and change as time evolves. And, you know, my biggest lesson that I've learned for myself is that I've held myself back from doing so many things for fear of like not getting it right. But if you talk to any entrepreneur, or any person who's in business or anyone who's successful, I mean, 
you see their end, you, you see them at like page 10 when it's like, you didn't see them at page one, right. You know, and you don't like, and I think it's like, that is like trusting myself, trusting myself. Um, so that's been like the biggest lesson of honoring my gifts and knowing that like my gifts are my gifts, my gifts are unique. And you know, the way that another stylist or another coach does something is going to be different from me, but that doesn't make it that I'm less than, or I'm not as good as them or whatever the case is. Um, so I just think the comparison and the comparison, I think too, like, you know, I turned, I'm 42 now. So, um, I feel like I've been on this journey for a, a while, but I think even in that is that it's okay to like pivot and shift and change. Like that's part of like the evolving process. And the more that we embrace that, I think it's beautiful, you know, instead of thinking like by this point, I need, you know, by the age of whatever I should be here. Like who says that, like who created those, those rules, you know? So really for me, throwing everything out and kind of like reminding myself that this is my journey, this is my path and trusting and just really owning that and believing that. Yeah. Oh, so many good things in there. I, the comparison for sure is huge. And I also like that you were able to kind of trace that back to specifically like the shame, right? From mm-hmm. childhood or like digging in deeper just to why are you doing the things you're doing so that you can heal them or unblock them and like really start to recognize your own patterns so that you yeah. need to make that plan of action for what you need to do. Yeah. I think something that kind of came up for me when you're talking about the comparison, for me, the comparison like always just equals like confusion (laughs) like I get more confused when I start looking at what other people do and it can be really hard I'm like okay well like this person's doing it this way like that looks really good like I want to do that and I want to add this and I want to you know like and then I get into this because like I'm kind of like like an all or nothing type of person too so I'm like okay I'm gonna redo everything you know (laughs) like so it can be really hard to pull back and like have those blinders and trust yourself yeah with that process. So you mentioned that you've like never really done this process before. Mm-hmm. And that is a big component of the group program. The accelerator is creating the signature service, like on paper, like what it is you truly want to do. Yeah. You remember like going back and forth with you of like, sure, you can do this basic styling services. If you want, I'm yeah. going to encourage you to add, <laughs> you know, whatever it looks like for the spirituality, personal development piece to it, because I think that's really powerful. Um, but you never know if it really works until you do it. Right. So, and I even think it was like, literally as the program ended, you were like, I got two clients. Like, you're like, I don't know if it's going to happen. So like, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that was like so wild because I, I know one thing you're always telling me is like, you know, are we ever ready? Are you ever ready? And even myself, even in that, like, there's, there was this part of me that's like, okay, I want to have my own business, but then I hold back. And so I'm kind of even blocking myself. And that's another huge thing that I've learned. Um, and so literally right after the course wrapped up, um, I ended up getting approached by, well, actually one client who I didn't even know at all. Like she reached out to me through a DM And she found me through somebody else. And and that was huge because I think even in like, you feel like you have to market yourself a certain way or like be on social media and like all this stuff, do all the things. Right. And like, I wasn't even talking about it. And so this woman reached out to me. um, She found me through actually 
a different stylist who's based in Los Angeles, who her and I were just like assistants together, but we never actually met in person. She referred her to me. And um, when the woman and I talked, she said, which, oh, like it gave me chills when I talked to her because it was another confirmation of going back to kind of like, I feel like there's this part of me that's like, I can't fully show up and be who I am because are people going to understand it? It's going to be too much, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's another like story that I've had, like, is it too much? And one thing she told me that she was really drawn to me was the fact that I was wearing all this color and being, and you know, she was like, you're wearing all this color and you're talking about like being too much and being seen and you're incorporating the spirituality. And I think she really resonated as well because um, she saw somebody that kind of looked like her and that, you know, she's a coach as well. and you know, everything she was just telling me was just like the confirmation that I needed because, and it gave me chills when I talked to her because I'm like, this is, you know, there's no way that this woman just found me like randomly, you know what I mean? Like it was all a connection. And, um, it is so wild now because I've been working with her for a few weeks now. And she like, she just, I've seen in just the short amount of time, just her change. Um, and she, you know, she started this process with me just kind of like she's transitioning. And now it's opened this whole other door where she met somebody. Um, she's thinking that she's probably going to be getting engaged pretty soon. Like it's all kind of really crazy. And she told me, she's like, you know, it all started. Like I met you, I met somebody else. Like, again, when you're in alignment, like it all kind of comes together. And it just reminded me like this work that I'm doing is important. And it matters. And I see this, these changes with my clients and like, even my other client that I have, like, you know, I thought like, is she going to think I'm too woo? -woo? And she was like, so, so open to like the process of like the spiritual part that I bring in. And, um, you know, and again, like, even though I'm like, Oh, I don't have it figured out. Like I do have it figured out because it's inside of me. It's part of who I am. And, you know, it's just been really amazing because, again, going back to like the trust and the alignment, like if you trust yourself and you really are walking in your authenticity, like your clients are going to come, the right people are going to come, you know? And I think that's something that I've also learned is really truly holding, you know, being true to who I am. Um, and I think that when you're in business and you're an entrepreneur, you're starting out, it's really easy sometimes to kind of just be like, I just want clients. Like I'll take whatever. Mm -hmm. And something that I've learned is that I don't want to just have clients just so I can get the, the funds. Like I want to work with people that are aligned and that um, want that type of change that I'm offering, you know, and I want to be able to hold that space for them, but the person has to want it. Um, so that's another thing that I've learned that it's like, you can truly have your dream clients, but you have to be willing to like not settle and not just take whatever, just because sometimes when we are in that scarcity mindset, it's easy to just like, Oh my gosh, just like, I'll do whatever, like sign, I'll sign up whoever. And I feel like you're not aligned. And so even you're almost doing a disservice to that person. Cause you're not really yeah. matching and you're not a match. You know what I mean? It's like, you're yeah. dating somebody and you're, it's like, somebody who's dating just wants a boyfriend and it's like, you're really not truly a match, but you just want a boyfriend. So you'll just kind of overlook these things. And so it's almost like you're doing a disservice once yourself and a disservice to this person as well. So that's something that I've learned in just the short amount of time with these like two clients. Um, 
And it's just been such a beautiful process because in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing enough, but after the experience, you know, my client's like, oh my gosh, like that was amazing. Thank you for doing, you know, doing that. And it's so easy for, for me to, to be honest with you. Um, and it's just, again, like trusting the process and trusting that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, that boyfriend analogy is like so good. Cause like, right. How many times you just like want the guy or want the girl and like you, so you settle and then it's only so, so right. Like, right. because you're maybe not willing to wait or you just see the immediate thing that you want. And I know I definitely have had my share of working with like clients that were not aligned and it was yeah. like, not a good experience for anybody. Yeah. Right. Like right. everybody was kind of unhappy. And yeah. And I think it almost kind of messes with you because then you're like, what did I do wrong? Or like, yeah. what did I do? And it's like, it wasn't that you did anything wrong, you know? And I think that's, especially for somebody who I feel like as an, you know, as somebody who is kind of like, st- when you're starting out, it's easy to kind of, and you have this, like, for me, I think it would be easy. I have this full-time job. So it's like, I know I'm going to get money. I know I'm going to get paid mm-hmm. regardless. And so if I do this and I, I could easy chalk it up like, oh, you see, I tried, it didn't work. But it's like, it's not that it didn't work. It's just that it wasn't in alignment. And it's really easy to kind of just take that money to take it because you feel like, oh, I need it. But if you trust the process and really stay grounded and really stay true to who you are, you're going to get those the right type of client that is right for you. So. Yeah. And I like how you were talking too about these two clients you had. Like, it seemed like one was kind of on the spectrum, like, down with the woo. Right. And the other was very like new, but also open. Yes. So by you like showing up to talk about those things and by honoring that part of your journey and how it's such an important part, you're able to like, I just think more like easily, they can tell that you're the mm-hmm. person, them, right? Yeah. Like instead just like someone that would just do a basic styling service, like they would get those surface level results. Right. But maybe not those deeper ones that they truly want. Yeah. And if you hadn't been brave enough really to do it they also wouldn't have gotten the help that they truly needed right from you so there's that important piece too of listening and trusting yourself and not comparing to know like what is the unique thing that you bring to yeah and I think you kind of even said this earlier but like everybody is going to be different. I think sometimes we have a hard time believing that. Yeah. Right. Like, and I mean, I know I say it all the time too. I was like, there can be two stylists and you guys, you could, y'all could have the same niche but when we make your framework. Like that's going to be different for everybody. Right. Yeah. And then, but still we can get into that trap of yeah. not good enough or not enough or all of these things. Yeah. And even with the second client, um, this was another like lesson too, because she actually, during our, you know, while we were working together, she had kind of came into like the spectrum and then she didn't end up signing up. So I was like, okay, whatever. And I followed up. And then like, I guess I was like, okay, it wasn't meant to be like, no worries. And then once I got this other, the first client, then she kind of emailed me back and was like, Hey, I've been out of town. I, I really want to do this with you. And it, it, again, it was just like this, the minute that I said yes. And the minute that I just let go and surrender. And I was like, you know, I'm going to trust the process. Like now this client came back too. So again, like the timing too. And I think that if I would have taken that client, like before, maybe I wasn't fully ready, you know? Um, and so the timing was all perfect. Like it just kind of came together. And again, like 
I didn't make it mean anything. It was just like, okay, it didn't work out. No big deal On to the next, you know? So that was another big lesson too. Yeah, totally. Let's talk a little bit. I just have a question about like charging for this service, right? And you like figuring out what to charge for it and what you charge for it. Like, what was that process for you? Cause it was a much like higher ish price point than you've charged before, at least putting it all together. So what lessons did you learn there? How did you like work through like kind of leveling up to being in alignment with that price? Yeah. So that was huge. I think as well, because this was a higher price point that I had ever offered somebody. And, and what there was, was this, price? um, it was like a thousand. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. A thousand or two, two payments. Um, mm-hmm. and so, and I think this was very something that I learned, you know, from you as well, is that I didn't want to just kind of do these like little one-off things. Like I don't want to, like, I, I mean, I really, again, I'm learning, you know, as I'm developing my packages and all that stuff. But I think that for me, at least for me, this was a huge importance because even though, and we've talked about this, it's like, people don't know all my background. They don't know all the stuff that I've done, you know? So when they see me, it's kind of like, Oh, like what kind of work has she done? But I had to also stay true to the fact that it's like what I'm bringing to the table is worth the price and the value, you know, and I needed to really sit in that and let that marinate in within me. Because again, I think it's very easy to just be like, Oh, just charge whatever, you know? And now going through this process, I know that it's worth more, you know, but I was willing to say, I'm going to give it for this. Cause this is the most that I've ever done. And for me, I think that because I've done so much of that internal work that I was willing to say, I'm going to wait and not strip things away just to like have a client, you know? And even though it was challenging to kind of when I had that conversation, I was like, oh my gosh, like, is that too much? Are they going to, you know, are they going to be like, what, you know, um, they were open. They said, yeah, you know, and they were like, yeah. sure. And that again was another confirmation of that when you know your worth and your value, it's an energetic match. And so again, like you're going to have those clients who see that value and it's going to, it's going to match, you know, and I think because of all the work that I've done within myself around money and the scarcity, because I had a very scare, you know, I was very, um, I come from a very like scarcity mindset, you know, and the fact that I was like, is somebody going to pay me this much for doing work that I love, like that I'm passionate about, um, was a huge, huge thing for me because this is just the beginning for this type of work that I'm offering. And so for me, I needed to have these two clients to really say, Eunice, like you are worthy and you do bring a lot of value. And so just stay grounded on that foundation and don't waver, you know, because again, the people that are going to want that type of work, you're going to match that. And so it was huge for me. Um, It was big. And I'm not going to lie and tell you that like, that there's still times that I'm like, Oh my gosh, are people going to pay me? You know, was this just the two clients? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a work in progress and I'm still like, Oh, but this was huge for me to, to see that it was, you know, my first two clients that I signed up at this price point, it wasn't, um, like a challenge. It was just like, they were like, yeah, it was very easy. Sign me up, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so that was huge for me big time. Yeah. 
and it's like you know your worth right and then you also know the worth of what you're offering yeah and you got really in alignment with that we were talking about this and I think the group that's going on now about being comfortable with a price and I think there is a difference between like quote-unquote being comfortable or like no it's saying like it's worth this I'm worth x and really being aligned with that and believing it yeah yeah I have had times where I've like been like yes I want this price point I know it's there, but I wasn't really aligned with it. And then I didn't sell anybody into it at that price point until I like really actually got behind it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I talk about a lot too, is like when you're getting these kind of your first initial clients at that price point, you're getting the somatic, physical, (laughs) emotional, mental practice of doing it. And that I also think leads to more confidence that leads you yeah. to knowing what the value is because you're physically experiencing the work yeah. and the transformation with your clients to make a decision. Should this be more? And you can get feedback from people too that aligns like, should it be more? Or should I keep going at this for a little while? Right. Yeah. And just having all of those things come into alignment can sometimes be quick and sometimes take, take time. a little longer. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. So individual too. Yeah, for sure. Love that. Um, Okay. So you are styling now Mm -hmm. and what, looking at my like my questions here. Um, What do you see? Is this where I want to go? Well, let me, let me ask this. So like one of the things that I am kind of doing in these case studies too, is like people have so many different backstories and so many things that like lead them to where they are. What, um, you mentioned a few things like school of style and some other things like what other sources or like programs or things have supported you yeah um to get like where you are and that have been beneficial for you yeah so i mean i did my school of style certification um and you know i think that was a great intro to styling and i feel like yeah it was a great intro to like styling and just kind of being in that community um and then like i was saying a you know a few years ago when i kind of went into this like personal development route. Um, I actually got certified in NLP and EFT tapping, um, life coach succession, you know, it's all this stuff. And again, I, I was just a student. I just wanted to like absorb and take all this stuff in. And, you know, for me also, like I, there was a point in my life where I was very religious. Like I had this spiritual awakening and, um, I was now in a world where, religion and church were never a part of like it was a part of like growing up like you know I was raised Catholic and I went to church but um it wasn't a big thing and then in my early 20s I had this you know crazy like um awakening and you know my life was in a going in a different direction um and so for me I feel like I've been able to explore so many different avenues um and that's why when I think about that I'm like this is you know what I'm offering, it's, it's more than just a one thing, you know, and, and I have to remind myself of that too, is that like, yes, I'm certified in all these different things, but at the same time, it's things that I first have used on myself that have worked, you know, and I know it can work, you know, if you really trust the process and, um, and also even working in sales has been a a huge, guide for me in this part, because, and I think you and I talked about this, is it like when I work with somebody in sales and I work for a really high-end luxury, you know, skincare company, um, 
if I try to approach them and sell them something and they don't want it, like, I don't take it personal. I'm just like, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want it. And so for me, really being able to also translate that mindset into my own personal business has been huge where it's like, don't take it personal. It's not you. Like they just didn't want the product. But then again, seeing that like somebody might spend $350 on a serum, you know, they see the value, they see the worth. And so even in that, like using my sales background and and what I do um, within my own work has been huge for me too. Um, And so I just feel like I bring so many different things to the table, you know, Um, so many things that I've used for myself. And again, like, you know, not everybody's going to be into it. That's cool. Um, but I just feel like, I don't know if I'm answering the question. <laughs> I'm like, did I go off on a tangent? No, you're great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All the different things like help and they make you who you are and like contribute to your, um, your model of what you do in the world. Right. Yeah. And that also goes back to like, what makes you different? Yeah. Uh, so within the program of the profitable stylist and the accelerator, what like was one specific thing in that program that really kind of helped you? One thing that really helped me was one, having, working with somebody who a has, you know, has been a stylist, does understand the business aspect of it, um, you know, and also having structure because I am very, is it left brain? Is that the creative or is it right brain? One of those. Oh, I don't know. I think right is creative. Right. So I, I mean, I can be very organized when it comes to certain things, but I think the biggest challenge that I was having within myself was like, I don't like, I don't have a ABC structure, do you know? And I think yeah. that working in the program really helped me to develop my framework. And even though I can shift it and change it and try it, but I feel like it really, you challenged me to really, again, like ask me those questions and really help me to, you know, dig deeper into like, what does this frame look like? what does it look like and how can I position it? And, you know, what are the words that I want to use? What are the the main things that I really want to talk on? And so that was big for me because I think again, before, like you said, like when you're, when there's confusion, it's like, you don't have clarity. And I felt like I, again, because I am all over the place, sometimes I feel like I have all these different things that it's hard for me to narrow it down. And that was something that was huge for me in the program. Like when we, we, we did the, um, what is it that you call it when we have like our three words? The framework? Well, we do the framework. Yeah. But I felt like it was like, what do I, <laughs> what do, I do in my own program? Our pillars, our pillars, like pillars, our three okay, kind yeah. of pillars. Yeah. yeah. And so the when, when I had the three pillars, mm-hmm. um, it was like, whoa, oh my gosh, it was just like huge for me because now I have these three pillars that I can also be able to speak on these things. Mm-hmm. And what is it that I'm talking about? And that's what makes me unique as a stylist from somebody else is that my pillars are different. And so I'm going to attract women who maybe want to learn about what does embodiment mean? What does empowerment mean? Like those types of things, like how, what does that mean in the in styling, you know, and maybe they've never heard that. And so that was huge. I think really just being able to flush out that framework and the pillars and really digging deeper into, again, like I had somebody who was guiding me and who understood, like, it's not just the styling because that's what makes you different, right? That's, there's so many other business stylists, coaches or whatever, but what makes you different also is that you're also incorporating 
mindset work and spirituality. And so I just felt like it was this perfect connection um, to really help me and guide me to be able to create that framework. So that was huge. And I kind of was like, oh man, I wish I would have like taken Sydney's program like years ago. But again, like it all works out at the right time. Um, And so trusting your timing is everything. And again, not having that comparison of like, I should be over here by now, you know? Um, so that was big was just really like the framework, like fleshing it all out. And, um, you really asking me those challenging questions. Like, I know there's times where you're like, no, like, let's go again. Like, you know, you didn't let me, (laughs) you didn't let me just kind of just be like, okay, that's fine. Like whatever. And I really, really appreciate that because I need that. I need that type of coach. You know, I need that coach. That's going to like, because you see that in me. And so you're going to be able to draw that out. And I'm the same way when I work with my clients, you know, is that I know that I see something that they don't see. And so I want to be able to draw that out of them. Um, And I think that's why we connected, you know, because I needed that at that time and it was perfect. Yeah. I love that. So let's, let me ask you three more questions. What is your like future story? Like what's the vision that you see for yourself as a stylist doing this spiritual styling work? Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, honestly, like this is probably the first time that I'm going to say this like out loud. Um, Oh gosh, I'm getting emotional. just thinking about it, but, um, I mean, I really see myself, you know, speaking on big stages and again, not just talking about the styling aspect, because again, like what the work that I'm doing and is way more powerful. And I think as women, and especially now, I feel like with social media and with all these things, like it is so hard to really be able to listen to yourself. You know what I mean? And it's so hard to like not compare yourself and I just see myself really being able to be on stages and do these big like speaking engagements where it's just like women who are just kind of like coming together and maybe they've just been like hiding or they've been in this space where they don't really even know who they are anymore because society has told them they're supposed to be this, they're supposed to be that. Um, I see myself just like in groups with like with women, like that's a big thing that I see. But one of the things that I'm really passionate about too, is like even working with younger women, because I think that it starts from when we're young, you know, and now, I mean, I can't even imagine being a 13 year old girl and like, you know, going through all these different changes, but then you see on social media and you're supposed to look a certain way. Like I can't even imagine that. And so like, for me, I, you know, it's something that's huge that like, I've been a a leader before in the past working with young women, but now being able to even incorporate like beauty and style to that is, I think it's just such a beautiful tool that I can combine. Um, and really working with just like young women, women of all ages. Um, but I just see, I don't, I can't even put into words to be honest with you, because I just know that it's so much bigger than myself. And I have to really just trust that process that like, it's going to get, I will get there where I'm supposed to get there, whatever that there is, but I do see it being this big thing. And for years, I really didn't understand that. Um, And I think that I kind of held myself back because I'm like, who am I? Who am I to say that I'm going to be on these stages? Who am I to say that, 
I will be an author one day and I will be writing a book. You know, I will be doing that. And I truly believe that even in my journey, there's still more things that I'm learning. You know, I, I really want to learn more about trauma and addiction and different things that have been a part of my process. Um, but I'm trusting how it's all going to unfold. Um, you know, it's, I, I see a big thing for me. I don't know how it's all going to come together, but I, I just know it's huge. And I think that there's this part of me that, that has been afraid of that um, for so long, just because I'm like, I don't know, like, I've just been afraid of it. And so now I know it's time and it's happening and I just need to allow myself to just say yes and keep walking. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do feel like there's this part of me too, that even, which I'll be honest with you, I've kind of resisted, but even, um, going back to like my community, not resisted with my community, but even in just like being a first generation, like Mexican girl who like, I never even thought that I would be living in New York city. You know, I never even allowed myself to be able to dream these dreams. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. I think there's so many other young girls that are in my similar, you know, similar path that maybe they didn't have somebody who their parents are just trying to get by and survive. And so they can't even pour into their kids, you know, and, and tell them like, Hey, you can dream bigger, yeah. you know? So yeah. Big visions. I love them. Oh we gosh. Look at them aloud. They're out in the ether. That's going to be really fun to just watch you and see when those things come and how they come in. Yeah. Because I know they're out there for you. So whew. that was a lot. <laughs> we could just like keep going, but our like time is coming up, but I want to be respectful of that. Yes. Um, is there anything else you would like to leave people with from this conversation today? I think the biggest thing that I would probably want to leave people with is again, really trusting yourself, you know, believing in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself and I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's like, if you don't believe in yourself, like no one else will, you know, and really listening to that small voice that's inside of you and trusting that voice. And even if you look around and, you know, people who are your friends or your family don't understand, you know, it's sometimes it's hard for people to get like, these visions and these dreams that you have, and it's easy to question yourself and to be like, you know, is, you know, is that possible for me? But I think that if that, that small dream or that vision was placed in your heart, like that seed, like keep watering that. And even though it hasn't happened at the time, or you think you're behind, like, there's no such thing. And this is something that I'm constantly reminding myself is that there's no such thing like you know, society tells you that at this age, you should be married, you should have these things. But it's like, again, trusting that your journey is your journey. Um, And the biggest thing that I've learned, and would want to leave people with is that you really have to be your biggest advocate, you know, like, you can have coaches, and you can have people around you who are going to support you. But like, if you don't see that within yourself, and you don't believe that, like, it doesn't matter how many programs you do, it doesn't matter how many coaches you get, like, it all comes down to you. And so I think that 
the biggest thing that I've learned is really, really spending time with myself and really trusting myself. And like, if you believe in God or the universe or whatever, like taking that time to listen, because it's so easy to have all the noise and confusion come in, you know, but it's like, if you just stop and listen and take that time, I think that the more that you do that, the more that that intuition muscle will grow when you know that, no, like I'm going to hold on to this and I'm going to trust myself. And I think the biggest thing too, is like not being so hard on yourself. You know, I know for me, like this was another thing was like, I was where I'm working full time and I'm trying to build this business. And I felt ashamed to be like, post myself on social media and say like, Hey, sign up for my courses. Cause I thought I'm not there yet. You know, I'm not, I'm not a full-time stylist. So how can I say that? But it's like, I can hold the, I can hold both, you know, I can do both. And this is part of my journey. And that doesn't mean that I'm less than somebody who's doing it full-time. And so for somebody who is maybe afraid to take that leap, maybe they know that they have something inside of them and they're doing this other job. Like you can pivot at any time, you know, and I have changed, you know, in my thirties, I'm now pivoting and changing in my forties and, and that's okay. And that's beautiful. And that doesn't make you, you know, a mess or that doesn't make you somebody who's like, you don't know what you're doing. This is your path and this is your journey. So my biggest encouragement is like just trusting that, but also like believing that for yourself. And if you need to look at yourself in the mirror every single day and tell yourself, like, I believe in you, you know, and honoring that inner child, that's a, that's the other thing for me is that every time I get discouraged or every time I'm like, oh, whatever, I look at myself and I remind myself of that little girl that had all these dreams and it's like, they're still going to happen, you know? And so honoring that little girl and seeing her and taking that time to just taking that time to like, be honest with yourself. And I think the biggest thing that I would say is that if you're somebody who is listening and maybe you're like, okay, that all sounds great, Eunice, like all of that stuff, but like, there's still a lot of noise allowing yourself to go deeper within yourself and tapping into resources that can help you heal those limiting beliefs and like those old stories, because those are things that have held me back for many years. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I didn't even know a limiting belief. I didn't know, but also knowing that like, sometimes I, now I'm going on a tangent, but I think that sometimes we carry things that were passed down to us from our lineage that you don't even realize are yours and you blame yourself and you don't get it. And so, you know, that's why I truly believe in doing the work within yourself is so important and so huge because that's really when that belief is going to come as well. Yeah. I a thousand percent believe and like resonate with everything you say, like do the inner child work because that will really be transformative. So yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. Like I was I, not I, expecting all of this. Want either, to keep so. going because I know there's so much more. So we might have to do like a round two at some point. Um, yeah. Um, but so where can people find you on the internet? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. It's just Eunice Vielmas, my last name. Um, yeah, I went back and forth with all that too, but it's just me, Eunice Vielmas. You can find okay. me on oh, Instagram. So you changed the Instagram handle. Yeah, I changed the Instagram oh. handle. I'm still the spiritual glamorous. That's kind of like my alter yeah. ego. Um, 
but yeah, it's just me, you know, and this is who I am. Just like, this is me stripped down, um, giving you all of that. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram mainly. That's kind of where I hang out. Um, I play with TikTok a little bit, but I would say Instagram is like my main place. Awesome. Well, I highly recommend going just to be inspired and to check Eunice out and see what it is to like dive into that spiritual work and how it impacts all areas of your life. So thank you so much again, so much for sharing. And I can't wait to talk again. Thank you. So good. Bye. Bye. Wow. Wow. What a great conversation. Um, such a great conversation. I hope that that was exactly what you needed to hear. I know that you can come back, you can bookmark it, listen again as many times as you want to get inspired and to really um, take this as your sign to listen to your gut, to do the thing that you've been putting off doing, to have the message and the service that's actually going to speak to not only your clients, but is going to be really fulfilling to you. When I work with stylists inside of my group program, The Accelerator, one of the things I really, really pull out of them is what is it that you want to do? Not what everybody else is doing, not what you think you should be doing, not what sounds good, not what somebody else told you you should do, or this is what the service should look like, but what is it that you want to do? And how do you want to bring that into the world? And that is what we create together inside of the accelerator. We create your framework that Eunice talked about, your unique styling philosophy, your framework. This is the backbone of your unique message and it informs your signature service and how you want to help people and what you want to bring to life. We work on a wide variety of things. You get the profitable stylist framework, mindset, signature service, systems and processes, and marketing and messaging. And you also get what Eunice said is really key. And that's that accountability. That's going through a program where someone can see the vision for you that's out there and helping you pull that out and bring it into reality. I hold the space for each of my clients and I hold strongly and firmly the belief that each of my clients have amazing things that they're going to do and amazing results that they're going to get. And I know that's coming to them. And I'm able to really pull that out of you. We do that over the course of 12 weeks, three months that we spend together inside of this program, helping you set up the foundation for your business so that you are equipped with the tools that you can make pivots, you can make changes, you can make tweaks from a really solid foundation that you feel good about, that you feel confident about. I can speak from firsthand knowledge of my own self of feeling like I can't speak confidently about certain things if my foundation is off or I don't feel good about the foundation or I feel like things are all over the place, it creates a lot of confusion. So this program is going to bring you clarity in terms of your message, in terms of your service, in terms of your pricing, in terms of the systems and structure that you need inside of your business. If you are interested in this program, I would invite you to get on the wait list. That wait list link can be found in the show notes, on Instagram bio. Um, you can probably send me a DM and I will get that to you. So if you would like to learn more, get on the wait list. That is going to open up the group enrollment to the wait list first before it opens to the public. So this will be a small group. Think less than 20 stylists because I love getting to know you and I love getting to know your business and helping you make these breakthroughs. And so... I need a small group at this moment <laughs> to do that, to handle that, and to really get to know you. 
And that's something that I love doing. And I love helping you make these changes because this is inside of you. I'm just going to pull it out. I'm going to give you some structure. I'm going to give you some tools. You're going to put it together and you're going to do the damn thing. So enrollment is going to open in August and class is going to start in September, be September, October, November class. So that is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Go give this another listen. Go follow Eunice and just have an amazing, awesome day. And I will see you next week. Bye.